Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome into DC On Screen, your guide to the DC Universe on film and television. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Howdy. This is episode 283. It is our weekly DCEU news, where we talk DC film. Uh, Beware spoilers. If it has been released through official channels, we are going to discuss it. We're going to get super spoilery on it, as I like to say. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, jumping right off... uh, Captain Marvel is coming to Blu-ray. The Adventures of Captain Marvel, the Republic Pictures 1941 serial, is going to be released on Blu-ray in early 2017. Okay, I mean, I'm pretty sure I have that on DVD. You you do. I've I've borrowed it, and I tried to watch <laughs> it, but there was just a point where I kind of like it's bad. I mean, it's super bad. Mm-hmm. My only question is like, why release it on Blu-ray? Is there some I I don't know quality. Maybe there. I'm. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be in you know 1080. Yeah, maybe. It just it looked bad enough in in regular uh, quality. Uh, it's. <laughs> I mean, it it I was it was like it was funny in the way that old things like that are funny. But then there was a point where I kind of it was the and now for something completely different effect. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Screw you, Scorpion. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I I had a similar uh I mean and I watched it over and over as a kid as an adult watching the uh the 1949 Batman and Robin serial mm-hmm. I was just like I don't I don't care who the wizard is anymore <laughs> just I don't care I I want to think it's not the old man who uses the the magic chair to get up and walk around yeah. but I'm pretty sure it's him and, and I never in this version got... you're like you know what Batson just kill everyone I don't give a shit anymore and that's the thing when I was when I was a kid I'd bought this I got my mom to buy this VHS from like Kmart or something mm-hmm. that had uh, the first like fourteen chapters of this thing, uh, and, and uh, I watched it over and over again. I didn't have chapter fifteen. I didn't have like I think it was just fifteen or sixteen chapters, but I didn't have the. La- I never found out who it was. I have it on DVD. I have both the old Batman serials, forty serials on DVD. Could not make it to the end, so I still don't know who the wizard is. Yeah. <laughs> I I will never know who Scorpion is. I gave up. Was that the was that the idea there? Is that you had to find out who he was? I, yeah, for a long time it was just who could it be? Uh, I don't care. Yeah, and you know what? The the saddest part is they're still they're doing that to us. They're stringing us along on the Flash with that same conceit. Yeah, and they make me care. And they make us care. Yeah. So there you go. Um, some pretty exciting news, even though I've. <laughs> got some pretty lackluster response online <laughs> but um warner brothers looks like it's, they're in talks with apple tv um there's an idea that they'll they will be able to that we will be able to stream uh warner brothers movies and they're doing they're talking to, to a few different studios uh warner brothers and fox uh but um probably some others about doing a thing where like you can you'll be able to stream the movie that is coming out the same day in some instances, and sometimes, you know, within two weeks of it coming out in the theater. 
uh, for you know high a high cost rental like twenty five to fifty dollars, um, and it you know sounds high. That's except you know actually if you're like a parent comparable to pay per view pricing. Yeah, and if you're talking about you know taking uh, your entire family out and getting them popcorn, candy, drinks, all of that stuff, um, and someone on Twitter was like, "No, it needs to be Justice League is something we should only see in the theater." I'm like, yeah, but what about crippled people? What about, you know, people with no vehicle? What about, you know, all of these things? Like, there yeah, I mean, actually could be a really good that's call. extremely a personal choice kind of thing. If you, if you if you want to see the IMAX screen, for God's sake, good for you. If if you just would rather sit at home and misanthropically watch these adventures, good for you. I don't care. Right. And there, you know, if you want to watch it on a small screen, I mean, whatever. But I think Look, it's, you a, can make it's a, a great idea. You can make a screen big very quickly. You just get right up next to it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I do that on my I, phone I just, all the time if I'm forced to watch something on my phone. Like, just prop my head on the desk next to it and stare at it very closely. It's, yeah, it's I mean, almost but, like yeah, seeing it. You have a big family. It, it very very well could be more uh, economic that way. Yeah. You, have a bunch know, of friends and, over, pitch in. You're all watching this thing for like four bucks a piece. Yeah. And, I, you know, I have family members who just don't want to go to a movie theater. Like, And I honestly don't like going to the movie theater. Like, I like seeing it on the big screen. I just feel like I should save my money and maybe get a bigger screen because I hate dealing with all the people. That's <laughs> like that's fair. Children, you know, people who are like stupid teenagers who are kicking the back of your seat. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I woman with the Jolly Ranchers that one time. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> oh my gosh, that woman. The air conditioner that was like acting up during like we we watched the avengers with some uh the air conditioner was fucking up on us and it just kept it kept coming on so loudly there was a unit that was clearly having trouble and it was uh it was on so loud that we couldn't even hear dialogue yeah no the thing was is that movie theater did not have air conditioning and it was in the middle of the summer so they had like a huge like unit sitting inside the theater like at the back door oh was that it it was awful and they cut off the top of the screen, so like we kept seeing like the top. Only we couldn't see like the tops of all the Avengers' heads. Yeah, that like, was funny. <laughs> was, and they spent so much time funny. cutting those people's hair. Yeah. So anyway, I think this is a great idea. Let's do that. It is for like um. everybody except the theaters who are already kind of having like the theaters themselves are are kind of having trouble staying in business. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be the big lashback they get out of the the industry. Well, I think you know because of the big screen. Uh, it's still gonna, it's still going to. Uh, there's people are still gonna go to the movie theaters. Obviously, um, I think it'll force movie theaters to be more accommodating as far as like you know going a few extra miles on like putting in like better seating or something. Maybe putting in some a- extra activities. Like you're gonna, I think you're gonna see wind up seeing like shopping mall movie theaters. It's just like you've got bumper boats in one area, you've got trampoline rooms, you got the arcade. Yeah. Uh I no, and it, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next ten ten years we see big screen movie theaters that are just renting out Netflix showings. Easily. Uh like the, the, the major response I would anticipate um is if if you can just like rent this movie with your friends to to stream at home, mm-hmm. the way I would combat that is is by making kind of private theaters that you can rent out for comparable pricing that are just for you and your mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, you know, but you know, beer, food, the whole thing at the at the bottom of the theater if you want before and after kind of service or whatever. But I little private theaters. I, I would that would be I'm, my response yeah. to them. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, and a we shit are ton of activity. Uncharted, entering inchar- uh, uncharted territory here. Um, yeah. Personally, I think they should have like a movie theater that's just playing nothing but trailers nonstop. <laughs> that actually is not a bad idea. Cool. Like the first theater, instead of like there being theater one and and theater whatever it is, d- depending on your number on like either side of the you know you go into a movie theater, there's always like two sides, right? On your left mm-hmm. or on your right. The last one or the first one when you enter and the last one when you leave is one that just says trailers and it just constantly airs trailers mm-hmm. so you can just pop in there for free and see what's about to be airing yeah I, yeah surely that's worth it as far as getting you interested in coming back or like you know for like four or five dollars have them come you can just go in and sit in send the sit in the theater and watch trailers with your friends and, and make jokes and whatever yeah. i mean to me the trailers are the best part of going to any movie like every time i watch the trailers i never remember what the hell we were going to go see in the first place so <laughs> really depends on the set of trailers it does but you know i before every uh inst- you know second of my life um uh, was absorbed with this podcast uh-huh. i used to just the sit for like a couple hours at a, yeah i used to just sit for a couple hours at a time sometimes watching trailers on on youtube so i think it'd be a good idea good idea Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they released, moving on, they released a, uh, a new poster for the Lego Batman movie. It's got Batman, Batgirl, and Robin with the tagline, he's taking them under his wing, dot, 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 of awesomeness. And they released a, an extended TV spot. What did you think of this thing, man? It was, it was funny. I, I, again, I have no expectations of these movies. So when they make me laugh a little bit, right. They're exceeding expectation. I, uh, have been already on record as being pretty down on this thing. Mm-hmm. I liked the Lego movie a lot and I loved Will Arnett's Batman. This has so far has not really done it for me. Um, not really digging Zach Galifianakis's Joker too much. The jokes are kind of fl- falling flat for me. I don't know. I don't want them to, but they are. And this seemed like a retread of a lot of the jokes we've already seen in the couple of trailers they've put out. Yeah. No, so, this uh, wasn't, um, this We're wasn't a lot of new stuff. Like, the newest part was the out. extended version of the conversation between him and Joker like at the beginning. Yeah. So really. it's coming out in February. I still kind of laugh when so. I see him swimming with that dolphin. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it's weird. It's, I don't know. It's the kind um, of thing I expect out of these movies. Now, what I did enjoy a lot about this spot was him talking about him just like rattling off the B-list villains. Oh, yeah. Um, Condiment King. Well, he, start, well, he, gets, <laughs> he gets into like... Uh, calendar man and gentleman ghost condiment king gentleman ghost absolutely and the guy he's talking to is like did you make some of the did you just make some of those up and he's like nope they're real <laughs> <laughs> all that's real yeah eh, that was that was fun i enjoyed that great that good great shout out to condiment king that's worth it i always enjoy seeing condiment king pop up yeah <laughs> thanks danny <laughs> oh batman how i've relished the thought of this day <laughs> oh come on <laughs> all the armor in the world won't help you from that pun bruce <laughs> uh so okay some of our one of our biggest stories um for this episode justice league 2 has been pushed back according uh gosh who was it variety or the hollywood reporter i can't remember i didn't write it down but <laughs> A lot of people are one of the recognizable names, right? Um, but it looks like Justice League is Justice League Two is going to be pushed back for the solo Batman movie. Now, I haven't. This isn't WB saying this. I couldn't find like an official statement there. Um, and I think the 
timing's a little weird. But anyway, it looks like Justice League 2 is going to be pushed back for the Batman. It looks like Zack Snyder is going to be uh, directing a little independent movie called The Last Photograph. He was trying to get it made in the mid-2000s, um, but the rights lapsed. So it looks like he's going to try to shop it to Warner Brothers, get it made there. And that movie centers on a war correspondent in Afghanistan, uh, who is the last survivor uh, in an attack on a group of Americans. And then a special ops soldier looking for a family member shows up, and they team up with the correspondent, uh, hoping to score the story of his life. It was originally going to have Christian Bale and Sean Penn in it, but there are no stars now. Hmm. Uh, Importantly, people are freaking out about this. And Mark Hughes, uh, a contributor over at Forbes, uh, actually, he predicted this a little bit, and um, or kind of a lot. Um, he put out an article earlier this week, and in the midst of you know Flash losing another director, uh, Aquaman being being delayed, uh, Mark Hughes did. He, he's he's a very much a, a champion of the DC extended universe, um, and I, I'll say he's a keen analytical. Uh, albeit largely speculative force <laughs> for rationality, mm-hmm. almost unheard of rationality when it comes to the DC films. And he's written this really big article breaking down uh, lots of different factors playing into the WB decision-making to give us like a worst case scenario. Uh, his point being that the worst case scenario is not going to be that bad. Uh, he talks a lot about the possibility of Wonder Woman being received poorly, Justice League being uh, received poorly, um, and he's given us a hypothetical worst case list of films. Um, he, this is an excerpt from the article. I won't give you the whole thing. It's three pages long and I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and I'll, again, this is speculation. He's not an inside man, uh, but he is incredibly smart and knows a lot about all of this stuff. Um, he says, I'm saying all of this, not to scare fans or stir controversy, but instead to make my most important point about all of the rumors and obstacles and stumbles and concerns regarding the future of the DCU. This is probably what a worst case scenario or sorry, situation would look like. And it still doesn't really look all that bad. Does it? Yes. There's more focus on Batman and team ups because obviously he makes the point that Warner brothers would focus on Batman. And yes, we lose a few solo projects in the in the short term, one of those being The Flash, but we still get most of the projects in some fashion, albeit reimagined and merged in some cases. Look at the hypothetical worst case list again. Wonder Woman, Justice League, followed by The Batman, Aquaman, Suicide Squad 2, Teen Titans, Man of Steel 2, Harley Quinn, Batman 2, Justice League 2. And it honestly does not look like a bad worst case scenario that to me <laughs> if you had pitched me that originally I, I, that's fine yeah and i wouldn't know, have one even of the things... i wouldn't have even known to miss the flash in that one yeah and uh i think there's a lot of negativity and we've been negative before on, on a lot of this stuff sure and i feel like uh, you know we're honest about how we feel we're not uh pollyannas over here mm-hmm. but i think what's important is like people are being so negative before anything comes out and it's a lot of the same, you know, oh, well, there are reshoots. That means the movie's in trouble. No, every movie has reshoots. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, they're they're delaying this movie? Well, every movie probably gets delayed. I mean, you know, when another studio puts something out, they're going to move it around. Uh, not every movie gets delayed, obviously. Some movies just kind of lay there. No <laughs> one gives a crap. But I'm just saying, you know, none of this is necessarily cause for despair, people. Um, <laughs> and... I don't know. I, I, you know, they've got a great Flash TV show. There's no reason to have Ezra Miller's The Flash, and these 
And I actually said something on, on Twitter about this earlier this week. Everyone, all of the fans, all of the audience wants so badly, like, oh, you have to be like Marvel. You got to show us you're going to catch up, WB. Okay, what do you want? We want a rigid list of movies that are coming out over the next 10 years. All right, well, here's a list. All right, then. And then, but we want you to be flexible enough to change it if we don't like some of these movies that are coming out. Okay. And then they change it, and they're like, wait, why are you changing stuff? I thought you were being rigid, because you were confident. No. (laughs) Like, oh, no, the DCEU's in trouble. Well, yeah, but, you know, lots of people have said that MCU is in trouble. Like, Ant-Man didn't perform as well. It's Ant-Man. Ant-Man got a sequel. They got a spinoff, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but at the time, they're like, Edgar Wright left. The MCU We're is all over. doomed. No. <laughs> we weren't doomed. You know, it's just uh, WB hasn't earned the same amount of clout. They haven't earned the same amount of uh, they have, trust. They have no one's trust, and that absolutely includes us. Yeah, no. They don't have I, trust. I don't trust them as far as I can throw a <laughs> stick, man. I, you know, somewhat trust Marvel. I trust Marvel to do the things that it does really well, really well. And the things so that it doesn't do well. avoid the things that it does, doesn't do well. The things that it doesn't do well, like villains. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, they're not going to do that well. Aren't um, you kind of super worried that we're all going to get to the end of the Marvel run, like get to Infinity War and just kind of go, yeah, Thanos was kind of bullshit, right? And and just be anticlimactic. I'm assuming this was going to happen because I haven't seen anything that makes me think Thanos is going to be anything interesting. Yeah. Like, and for me personally, if this DCU doesn't end with Crisis on Infinite Earths, I want to be pissed. <laughs> Fuck the world. I don't care. <laughs> but, you know, then again... I said, you know, this is coming from someone, and I changed my mind, and I see execution, and I decide differently sometimes. Like, we both said, the first time Batman kills in Batman v Superman, we were we were out. We were leaving the theater, we were going to have a beer and cry. We, we're on record, we're on tape. Well, not tape, but we're on digital saying this. We watched Batman slaughter, like, 41 people with big smiles on our faces. Mm-hmm. So... You know, take that for what you will. I, I don't, I don't know. But uh, I, as anyway. I'm watching, I'm going like, "Yep, all of these people shot first. Not one Han in yeah. the, in the group." <laughs> Mark Hughes, uh, good guy. Go check out his article. It's called "Flash Loses Director and Aquaman Delayed: How the DCU May Respond." That's on Forbes. And uh, follow the guy on Twitter. He's uh, he always puts out like he was just at the uh, the big Star Wars premiere that they did, taking pictures with. Uh, <laughs> lots of celebrities including kevin smith nice. which was kind of a funny picture kevin smith has like one face for pictures and it's just like just just this face that's brimming with like super enthusiasm <laughs> oh it's that or he looks terrified a little bit of both i think but yeah a very well thought out article i probably didn't do it justice no pun intended honestly well and, you tried um, i i don't know i can sum up how they're going to respond though i feel like pretty quickly Mm-hmm. to whatever elements come in the future to however things are received they're going to respond mm-hmm. by continuing to make at least 700 million dollars a movie i mean it's so bad maybe not you don't know you don't know that I, I'm, like, I'm looking at aquaman i don't know about 800 oh uh-uh. at 700 but i still i'd still like lowball it at six yeah i mean what the hell do i know what the hell do any of you know we've proven we know very little but <laughs> I mean, if what you had to told know? me, if you had told me 
that, you know, Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad were both going to be at like 26% on Rotten Tomatoes and we're both going to get that damn close to a billion dollars worldwide, I would have been like, are you, how, what, what? Because honestly, like, I, th- I thought either Batman v Superman is going to be the most amazing movie I've ever seen and it's going to make $2 billion or it's going to be like the worst piece of shit I've ever seen and it's going to make like 400 worldwide and shock everybody instead and it's it just destroy went right in the middle and made a ton of money and mm-hmm. no one apparently liked it <laughs> being very facetious about that last part many people liked it yeah well you know the narrative the overwhelming narrative is that in the press. it sucked and it was awful and uh yeah clickbait and it's a lot of like, well, does Zack Snyder hate my childhood? I'm not saying that's not true. I actually have on occasion speculated that he may be the world's greatest troll. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people still like this movie. I still enjoy it. You know what? I, I'm, I I rest firmly on the fence. And I'm pretty sure there's a post in my ass and I can't get it off. That's about um, the only way but, to. The fence isn't supposed to be a place where someone is comfortable. No, no. I, uh, you know, I feel for Zack Snyder. I feel for David Ayer. Then again, kind of dicks. I don't know. <laughs> I like Zack Snyder films. I do. I know. I enjoy them. I know. They're pretty. I think they do have a lot more depth than anybody gives them credit for. Same time, I think they could be better. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. As much as we anyway. liked it, there's some major adjustments I would have made. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, more trolling of Army Hammer. Mm. <laughs> On Instagram, uh, a friend of Army's, Nikki Wonder, wrote in the comments, I can't wait to see you in Green Lantern. <laughs> uh joe manganello that's just me the dceu deadshot not deadshot deathstroke Ugh, deathstroke <laughs> forget i said deadshot i'm just a man i know so joe manganello has decided to start trolling us as well um he posted pictures of himself and army hammer looking at a tablet even though we can't see what's on the tablet with the caption burning the midnight oil uh army posted the same picture with the caption that said men at work and then a picture of them with their wives. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but um, speaking of people that have been followed by Jeff Johns, uh, Shad Gaspard, I guess that's how you say the name. I don't know, but he is a w, former WWE and ECW uh, wrestler. I say wrestler because I don't really think it's real. Um, <laughs> dude is like six, seven, 285 pounds. He big. He, uh, yeah, big dude. He's known for being on the series from dusk till dawn, the show. And, uh, he's going to be in the upcoming officer down. Lots of people are saying like, Oh man, he's going to be bronze tiger. Some people are suggesting he might be the mutant leader from, uh, Frank Miller's dark Knight returns. Everyone thinks like, oh man, he looks so mean. He's probably going to be a villain. I I looked at him and thought John Stewart. Yeah, I saw a few people think John Stewart. And one guy actually said he's giant. Just make him Grundy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, you may not find someone big enough to play Grundy without him. That could do Solomon Grundy wrestling on a Monday. Right. That is when they used to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you see the um, Zack Snyder Star Wars mashup? <laughs> I, I did. I wonder how many people actually orgasmed when they saw Batman with a lightsaber. Um, even not me. even with it being the red. Yeah, well, he's, he's got to be the dark side, man. He was a yellow um, lantern. Shit, hell, you expect something to happen? <laughs> yeah. So Zack Snyder, he did he did a mashup of the Batman v Superman trailer, and he did a, he did like a Star Wars mashup. 
It's called Dark Side Knight v Super Jedi. Um, it was released on Vero, which is Vero True Social Media. It's a it's a new social media platform. Not a huge amount of people are on it. It's uh, right now. It's only on uh, Android. I am on it, so I could keep up with what Clay Enos and Zack Snyder are doing because that's where they release everything first. And I've thrown up a couple of pictures that I photogged, so I don't know. I would like you that to follow me. I would like but... that word to take over Photoshop. I'm just bored with it. And it's an Android only release. Surely Photoshop is not the right word here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a, it's like a I can't remember all the special things about it. It's hard as hell to invite anybody for real. Like to get it's just, it's just annoying. Yeah. It's one of those like if you try to in- invite people to it, it would just be annoying. They'd be like, "What the hell is this? I don't know what this." It's just like the Google Plus um, effect. Yeah, but it's like this thing has no ads. What the hell is or, a circle? And, you know. It has like no ads. It has uh, some kind of thing that Clay Enos is always talking about. I don't know. I don't keep up. I don't care if there are ads, honestly. But Just it's a new social it. media, so I'm there. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm there begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. There, I, th- I personally, I feel like there's only so many uh, social media outlets that I can become a part of before you, I just go enough. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was a cool mashup trailer. Uh, the Riddler question mark on that, uh, pillar was replaced with a rebel Alliance symbol. <laughs> Batman si- Bat- uh, Batman with the lightsaber was awesome. The false Jedi thing. Uh, Batwing is a tie fighter. The death star and the star destroyer above the statue. I liked all that stuff. It was cool. Uh, I don't, I'm not a big star Wars fan though. So yeah, I'm not, I didn't get all um, nutsy over it. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it, but I've never gotten obsessed in, in any any kind of way that would resemble the average Star Wars fan. And it was it was yeah. a neat mashup, but um, it was especially the, the going full throttle with the stormtroopers there in the uh, the like bunker scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, honest trailers released an honest trailer for Suicide Squad. Yeah, <laughs> you sound sad. I'm always sad, especially like when he does one for a movie that I like. I'm like, oh man. I mean, I knew about yeah. some of that. And there's yeah. always, like, a couple things he says where I think, shit, he's right. <laughs> I should have caught that. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down a couple of my favorite lines. Uh, they're high on attitude, but dangerously low on relevant skills. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't go. I didn't do all of them, but... Like, like the crocodile who's, who's half crocodile and half stereotype? Absolutely. A guy who shoots fire, but won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe my favorite... One chicken chomping exposition machine who blurts out whatever the plot needs him to. Yeah, that one was that one nope. was seriously good. No, no, this one's my favorite. Some Steven Seagal looking ass rope dork. <laughs> <laughs> that that was good. Um, I also loved watch Cara Delevingne make the jump from modeling to acting like the wavy inflatable arm things outside of car dealerships. Yeah. <laughs> I, in the even in the theater, that kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> um they actually did they kind of i think aced the uh the description for jared leto's joker a performance that combines james franco's character in spring breakers with ace ventura and a cat i think <laughs> i swear to god my first thought when i when they were doing that was oh dave's gonna love that <laughs> and get ready for a film that loves exposition almost as much as it hates helicopters <laughs> and the shots of him throwing like four helicopters at the ground. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did enjoy their their uh, referring to Incubus as uh, Lawnmower Man. Oh, oh, Mac from Legends oh from of the Legends Hidden of Tomorrow. Temple. Yeah, and uh, I think they called him Lawnmower Man later. But Omac from the Legends of the yeah, Hidden Temple did. made me laugh pretty damn hard. Yeah, it's gonna be a movie, good. by the way. I know it's gonna be a TV, made for TV movie. So still fucked up. Oh, yeah, I know it's weird. There, there's uh, I discovered recently that like a lot of the kids that were on that show still have PTSD. <laughs> Like for real, still have still have problems. Is they uh, well, not only are they like full grown adults in costume jumping out at you, but they made you do it for like twelve hours. Like there, there's footage that will never be available again of like kids throwing up out of hunger and fear in one of the pits. Right? Oh god! Like they just they worked those kids to the bone uh, when they came on the show. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I always wanted to be on it when I was a kid, but I'm you know super happy that didn't happen now. I always wanted to be on Nick Arcade. I didn't know Nick Arcade. Which was that? What was that? I don't know. They had like a like a wall of video games, like arcade machines, and they all had to like play the machines, and whoever got the highest score got to progress to things. And oh, I don't remember all the details. I that one. But at the end, they had to go in. Like whoever the winner was had to like go into what was very obviously a green screen and run around and do stuff like they were in a video game. And I just, as a kid, I was just like, how do they do that? I don't remember how that one. They but inside that the video does game. Sound pretty cool. Uh, it was totally it's a 16-bit be, video game. It's got to be basically the same technology as a weatherman. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. I, w- I would think, but uh, we'll get off. We'll get off this after this, I suppose. But like, yeah, I, it was Double Dare. <laughs> I wanted to be on Legends and Double Dare. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want Double Dare because I don't. I never, <laughs> I never liked the idea of getting that slimy. I think I was like, I was like there looks, are showers. Like Screw it. This will be fun. I think I could win. Let's do it. Look like that would be unpleasant. It does, but you know, oh. shower. Almost, almost as unpleasant as Nickelodeon guts. Like I would see kids do this and just be like, "Oh man, that looks that looks awful." <laughs> There's so much physical activity involved, and then they have to find a place to put that stupid crag if they win. Ugh. Yeah, screw it all. <laughs> anyway, fuck childhood. <laughs> um, so Will Smith was talking about uh, why he chose, in- uh, sorry, uh, Suicide Squad over Independence Day Two. He said, I had the two screenplays in front of me for the Independence Day 2 and for Suicide Squad. I had to choose between the two of those. Um, Even the choice of going to Suicide Squad, nothing about the qualities of the movie, but the choice of trying to go forward versus clinging and clawing backwards. I do want to aggressively go forward and do new things and create and hopefully be able to stumble upon a new heyday. And I'm not even shitting you. Like, directly after that, he announced, I think it's even the same thing, that he saw Martin Lawrence, and they hugged, and knew they were going to have to do Bad Boys 3. <laughs> like, I have to go forward. Bad Boys 3! Wait, what? Well, maybe he's just still thinking he can, like, sneak sneak Bad Boys 3 into his schedule. But, but faced with the choice, he was like, yes, I'll do the thing that's called an extended universe, rather than, you know, another Independence Day film. Yeah, I think... I think he's being kind. I think it probably had a lot more to do with the fact that Independence Day looks like shit. I I don't I don't know. I've seen a few I've seen a few of those trailers. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I I just keep seeing that tagline that said we uh, we had 20 years to prepare, and I'm like, yeah. So why so, does it look so awful? Why the Anyway, I think there's um, a there's a part of my uh, you know fuck childhood and all, but there's a part of me that just kind of wants to see that movie. Damn it. It's the same part that saw Jurassic World. I didn't think it looked spectacular, but I was like, yeah, Chris Pratt's fun. I'll see it. And then I left thinking, yeah, Chris Pratt was fun. That movie was crap. Yeah. 
So uh, two new featurettes have been released for the Suicide Squad extended cut. Um, one of them is just talking a little bit about Harley Quinn. And there's those clips. It's like two or three minute clips. And then one of them's talking about the props. I thought it was really neat. Will Smith had real props, like real guns on his on his wrist. Those were real like guns. They shot blanks. But still, they kinda that's made awesome. A couple of comments about like, yeah, they would fire real bullets if someone were stupid enough to put them in there. <laughs> <laughs> I would, that's cool. That's cool. It's got to get it's you into cool. character, though, to actually be able to shoot fucking even blanks. It, like, actually be able to feel that, mm-hmm. like, recoil on your wrist. That's got to help you get in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, they kind of went into a little bit of uh, showing some of Joker's guns and his weapons and stuff. And I still couldn't, I cannot get over the idea of, like, one, who's custom making all this stuff for Joker? Two, in my head, Joker wouldn't care about those things. Like, you know, like, he would just use a normal machine gun, but he would, you know, spend most of his money on giant traps that look like clown things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I'm still just not opposed to the idea that he kind of likes to personalize things. Because he, it, he personalizes mm. himself so uh, uniquely. I don't have a problem what with him, the- like, wanting a, a, a gun that he thinks has a lot of jokes in it and has a lot yeah. of flavor. And yeah. as far as, like, how getting it done, you know, it's Gotham, you got how many people that are you know machinists hobby machinists that could get a gun done for you yeah plenty sure i guess it's just you know i don't know i tend to think there's a lot of, of times uh, where like you're, you're okay with something and it, it it almost flattens your voice when you talk about it because you're like yeah i mean you know i'm not opposed to it but like nothing about it excites you <laughs> yeah no it's it's i am such a fan of the idea that joker and batman like their relationship is so heavily just Joker escaping from Arkham, Batman stopping him, putting him right back in, like revolving door. Like I kind of feel like there's like a there should be more of a mad dash with Joker to like just you know, we don't have time to custom make all these stupid things. I want this and this and this for this heist. That's what I'm gonna screw with Batman with. I don't need my Tommy guns to look like they were gold and pink. I need this done. Like I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, what did the Honest Trailers call him? A manorexic juggalo? I don't know. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah. and I'm finding it hard to get behind it. I, I you know, I kind of want to see more and kind of don't. I, I, like, but, I, um, I don't have a problem with um, it, it, his concept as a as a villain, as a person, is kind of going the extra mile for, for an inside joke. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when he lays out these extraordinary plans, I'm good with it. Like that, he's devoted right. his entire life to some stupid fucking extraordinary plan that's just meant to fuck with people. Like when Batman does it, we think, "Oh my god, what what an apex of human uh, like, <laughs> achievement!" And then when he does it just for a joke, we're like, "That seems like too much effort." To me, that Maybe. seems like an appropriate amount of effort. By the way, um, I'd for, I'd forgotten about it until I was talking, but maybe the best uh, description later. Uh, they showed his Joker, his uh, Heath Lesser. Uh huh. <laughs> I didn't necessarily agree, no, but it sure made me laugh. It was funny. It was good. <laughs> not as not as great as uh, Steven Seagal looking whatever the, that was. Rope. <laughs> Dorky rope motherfucker or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Steven Seagal looking ass rope dork. <laughs> I would have probably labeled him rope guy that wasn't um, worth an intro. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, Suicide Squad soundtrack has been nominated for five Grammy awards. Um, it was the only 2016 movie soundtrack to go gold this year. That's something. Uh, that means sold over 500,000 copies. We've talked about that before. The, uh, 
where it got nominated, Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media, Best Song Written for Visual Media, Heathens and Purple Lamborghini. They're going up against each other there. I thought Heathens uh, would best come rock, in there. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a good song. Best Rock Performance, Heathens. Best Rock Song, Heathens. So <laughs> good on you, 21 Pilots, because you just kind of killed it. Clean the up. Uh, there's a new, uh, Clay Enos released a new picture of Harley on her motorcycle next to Joker's purple Lamborghini, mm-hmm. uh, against a green screen. Clearly they were just sitting still the entire time. Movie magic guys. Yay. Uh, he did release that on Vero. So again, a, a reason to go and check that out is the, you get to follow Clay Enos and he puts up really cool pictures and he put up one earlier it was like a cathedral it was gorgeous and he had like the tag you know uh, hashtag iphone only and i was like horseshit <laughs> that is beautiful <laughs> <laughs> iphones do take pretty great pictures man <laughs> they do <clears throat> I mean, it, um, i'm an android guy but every now and then someone wants a picture <clears throat> taken and i'm like well yeah. let me borrow your phone why? Because <laughs> yeah. it takes better. Do you want a good picture or not? Let me borrow your iPhone. Right. Patty Jenkins wrote a very cool article. I believe it was Hollywood Reporter on how to make a female heroine vulnerable, but not lesser in any way. And it's a very, it's a very short thing. And I'm just going to read it because I think it's really cool and gives us a, a lot of cool insight into where she's going with Wonder Woman. She says, I met with Warner Brothers right after I made Monster. More than 10 years ago. And I said, I want to make Wonder Woman. More than 10 years ago, man. That's awesome. I've always been moved by the idea of movies that are personal, but still have a huge reach. Superman had that effect on me when I was a kid. It rocked my world. Still awesome. That kind of movie, yeah. That kind of movie has always, or was always the brass ring of what I wanted to do with my career. Because of my love of Wonder Woman and the genre, I felt this project was absolutely the right thing for me to do. Though I definitely knew what I was taking on that there's a huge amount of responsibility that comes with it. I knew just making a movie about Wonder Woman for the first time was going to matter to people and what I was stepping into with that. When I'm asked if I feel additional pressure because I'm a filmmaker who is female, I say that I think it's important, but there's really nothing you can do about it. Every step of my career has been that way. Every project is something no one has done before, male or female. The pressure is always high, and I'm always doing it as a woman. So I think you just have to learn to mute it out and just be a great director and give everything you can. Our film really draws from the original 1940s Wonder Woman comic book by William Moulton Marston. The goal was to tap into what all, what always spoke to me about her, to honor who she was, her legacy, and to make her as universal as she was to all of us little girls who ran around pretending to be Linda Carter when we were kids. <laughs> Wonder Woman is the grand universal female hero who didn't have to be lesser in any way. She wasn't less powerful. She wasn't less of a woman. She's as beautiful as any woman and as strong as any man. That, to me, is so enduring. There have been so few female characters like that who weren't small, niche characters or sidekicks. She's a full-blown superhero who lives up to all of your dreams in every way. It also was important to me to make sure she was as vulnerable, loving, and warm as she should be. It's important to her to be it's important for her to be multidimensional. It's been incredible to make something about a superhero that stands for a message of fighting for a loving, thoughtful and thoughtful government, especially in this current climate. It's been a special process to make something with the beautiful message that it's difficult to be a hero and stay kind and thoughtful in everything that you do. There's going to be a lot of conversation about her being a woman in these times, but I think the greatest part about the character is that she's so much bigger than all of that. 
that made me feel so much, uh, I don't know, positivity for this Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> we weren't we weren't feeling bad about it anyway. No. The trailer looked pretty great. I've been pretty much downright angry and defensive from all the people going, oh, it just looks like Captain America. Remind me how it's not Captain America? Because uh, it's not Captain America, dick. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's just not. Deal with it. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, I'll put up a link to the actual original article, so you don't you can read it, go back over it without my stupid voice in your head. Um, on to Aquaman. <laughs> Edgar Wright has been talking to James Wan on Twitter. Excellent. <laughs> um, actually, one fan asked Edgar, Edgar Wright ever considered joining the DCEU, and Edgar Wright said, "I'm pretty sure our country just voted to leave." <laughs> I love that man. I do. You know the movie I'd like to see him to, to, to actually take on. What's that? And it's not out there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see him take on the Flash. Um, I just think that would be a mm. great amount. But like a a Blue Beetle Booster Gold movie with Edgar Wright at the helm. Oh, shut up! This this hurts. This hurts not having that. Doesn't it? So anyway, he was joking around with uh, James One. And um, James Wan said that uh, he was gonna, he was working on getting a Dawson's Creek reference into Aquaman. Then he wrote, <laughs> "Joking or maybe not." And Edgar Wright said, "You should, you need to get Stingray or this song into Aquaman. It's the opening and th- closing theme for the uh, the old 1964 to 65 Stingray series with the puppets and underwater." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it looks it's so awful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, Patrick Wilson is going to be Ocean Master, they've just said. And uh, he did the voice of the President of the United States on Batman v Superman. So that might be a little weird, but he's going to be Aquaman's half-brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't, don't make a backstory for that. Just mm-hmm. just let it slide, guys. It'd be reaching, it'd be stupid. It, it just It's just a disembodied voice, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And we get to see this guy, you know, take on a villain role in, in Aquaman, which is kind of exciting. I like that guy. Yeah. He was a night owl on, on Watchmen. Which is enough uh, for me. He was in Insidious and The Conjuring, so he's already, you know, he's been digging, digging, working with uh, Fargo. James Wan, apparently. So, yeah, that would just warm the Ocean Master. God, I just, who knew? Like, I God, sometimes I just, like thrill at the notion that we're going to get something like that it really is just all the time where like we're talking about something i kind of think god i wouldn't have 10 years ago you couldn't have convinced me (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's wild man right so joe manganello was well he is a huge pittsburgh steelers fan he was on the rich uh, eisen show and they mostly talked sports but at the very end of the interview they kind of asked if they could uh you know ask him some questions about the batman or about his, his upcoming movie he said, oh, it's about Gotham, and this guy dresses up like a bat. Uh, I play the world's deadliest assassin, who also has one eye. Of course. We will start We will start at some point this year, it looks like. Which means within the month. Um, but as a couple of people have already reminded us, um, Randall Smith sent it to us, as well as uh, Trayvon Brady, uh, T underscore Brady 94 on Twitter, sent us links to a brand new interview with the new york times that ben affleck gave and 
He says he's not in a hurry to make Batman. He says, we still have to get a screenplay and get it together. I'm a real believer in not reverse engineering projects to meet a window or a date, but rather when you get the right story, the right idea, the right thing, then you make the movie. That's what we're doing, and I'm hoping to get that done. I'm spending a lot of time working on that, but also working on other stuff. If I could, there's nothing I'd love more than to direct a standalone, iconic, great Batman movie. But it's been done. Chris Nolan did three really great movies. I'm really mindful of that. I'm not in any hurry to jam the mediocre movie down the pipe. I really want to make sure, if we do it, we get the great version and one that's worthy of tradition of guys like Tim Burton, Chris Nolan, and Christian Bale. This isn't really any different than anything we've been hearing him say. No, and I'm at, at this point... All right. He's been saying, hey, I'm not necessarily doing this for, God, how long now? Like nine yeah, months but everybody so? else, everybody else seems to, be, seems to be saying it's happening like it's like really soon. And I'm, I'm almost starting to think that this is like his version of holding out. Like this is his version of protest where he's, especially the comment about mm-hmm. reverse engineering. Like, mm-hmm. like this is what we want to be in this film. This is what we, we, we want to incorporate. And I feel like he's almost holding out going, look, I can make this a good movie. Mm-hmm. You Like. My my Batfleck was was uh, well received. Y- you know damn well mm-hmm. I can make a movie. If you want me to make this great for you, you will do it my fucking way. Or I will sit here right. in, in, in interviews all day and say that it may or may not be happening, and we'll see. And it, if that's what he's doing, he's doing a great fucking job of like making it sound like it's somebody else's fault that this isn't already happening. Mm-hmm. It's just you know it's maybe he is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> that's what it seems like. <laughs> That's just it. Just it's weird that every like Joe Manganiello keeps going like, yeah, I mean it's happening this spring. Yeah, it's happening this month. It's happening. And Batman. I mean, I almost called him Batman. Bruce, uh, <laughs> I almost called him. I almost called him Bruce Wayne. See, that's the yeah, power that's he like, has to actually will to to go to WB and say, <laughs> no, we're gonna do this right. Uh, so we got Batman over here telling us, no, this shit's not happening mm-hmm. yet. Calm the hell down. Anyway. I'm digging that. So, that cuz I mean that's how that plays to me is he's he's just holding out saying I'll commit to it when you say I can do it correctly. Mhm. Uh so Tom Holland, you know who that cat is, right? Ah, uh, remind me. That's the new Spider-Man. I thought so, but it was a DC podcast. So I was like, ah, I I've got to head this wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh so Spider-Man Homecoming star Tom Holland. By the way, that trailer By the way, that new trailer looks so great. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Did we just do the same thing? I almost cried. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, they got him right. It's fantastic. Time. So good. So good. Um <laughs> I even like I, so I watched anyway. that with my wife and um kind of leaned over and was like, So are we seeing that? Yep. She does not <laughs> see a lot of these like willingly with me. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um I wound up having a, had a chance to uh show the trailer to my mom. Uh my mom is is the one who took me to the Michael Keaton Batman movie back in the mm-hmm. day. Um, for my sixth birthday party or sixth birthday, uh, it wasn't my party, but, uh, so like she's, I went to show her to her. She's like, you know, I don't like Spider-Man. And I'm like, I know, but, tr- but trust me, try this. she sees Robert Downey Jr. She's like, oh yeah. All right. <laughs> I watched her eyes light up. Like they became saucers when Michael Keaton showed up. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yep. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh, That's man. what's happening. So, uh, yeah. But anyway. Uh, Holland <laughs> was doing a Facebook to something Live DC Q&A. related, right? Just talking about Batman too. Um, and they were they. He said he was talking about his friend Harrison, who's a huge Batman fan. 
And he's talking about Harrison. He says, and Harrison was like, so you think you could beat up Ben Affleck? And I'm like, nah, probably no. You know, probably not. That guy's big. I'd probably throw a quick jab in there. I probably couldn't even reach him. You know, I mean, what? He's like 6'4"? He's tall. He's a tall guy. Um, but he says, I'm a big fan of Ben's, though. I'm really excited for the new movie, man. It's going to be awesome. So even Tom Holland, who does believe that Spider-Man could, could fight and defeat Batman, he's a little misguided, but... <laughs> Even Tom Holland, Spider-Man himself, is digging on digging on Ben Affleck. Just the idea, because we haven't seen anything. Yeah. So just the idea of Ben Affleck being Batman in a solo project has got that kid It, it keeps adding to his power as the person saying, yep, look at all these people mm-hmm. that want this. Let me do it correctly. <laughs> um, speaking of things that I want, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm assuming you've seen the Guardians, Guardians of the fan. Galaxy 2 yeah. trailer. It's amazing. Yeah. This new trailer looks amazing. And um, <laughs> they were, he's been talking to some people like he was doing, I think it was, I think it was Facebook live or something, but anyway, um, yeah, it was Facebook live. And someone asked him if he would be willing to do uh, Shazam because, you know, a few months ago he talked about doing Shazam. He'd love to do Shazam. He says, I definitely love Shazam. I think it's a great project. I was actually at a party talking with a producer of Shazam last night. And telling him what a great project that movie could potentially be. Okay. He also said that Please. he talked to James Wan. Yeah. He said he also talked to James Wan. He said, I talked to my friend James Wan last night about Aquaman, which I'm very excited about. James and I have been friends for a long time. And he got me really excited. I'm really excited for him and what he is doing with that movie. Some good stuff happening over at DC. That's James Gunn, the director of the trailer that is like the number two most viewed trailer of all time. <laughs> Director of Guardians of the Galaxy. I helped. So like I definitely helped that. And uh, yeah, I, I helped it a, a few times. times. Yeah. <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. No. But <laughs> not much of a hugger. I would love, love for James Gunn. If we could just start. If we could just grab James Gunn and Edgar Wright into the DCU, I would be so happy. That would truly warm my heart. Yeah. Oh God! What if what if Gunn got to do like the Teen Titans? Oh man, you you always have these great ideas that make me just hurt inside because I know we might not see that. I have I have like, these this is a these reality deep fantasies that will never come to fruition. Mm. But oh my God, he could do the shit out of a Teen Titans movie. He could. Mm. <laughs> I really want to see that. It, now. it would basically be Guardians of the Galaxy one. Like you'd put Nightwing in charge of it, and he's trying to figure out how to lead a team, and he finally figures it out. He's done yeah. this movie before. I mean, he also wants to do Swamp Thing. So, oh, I mean, fuck me. <laughs> he wants to do a lot of different things. I would love to see him do an Adam Strange movie, too. I, I know I'm like, I've been harping on Adam Strange a lot lately. <laughs> you just love to see anyone do an Adam Strange movie. <laughs> I kind of yeah. do. And I, for whatever reason, really want Matthew McConaughey to be Adam Strange. Oh, that would be fun, though. Have we talked about that before? I'm, That's I'm not sure, but that would be good. I would, I would back you. I would back you on that. I think... I think we've got a couple of fans, a couple of listeners who are going to send me a link sometime this week and be like, hey, look at this episode of DC on screen where Jason was like, hey, Dave, you know who would be a great <laughs> Adam Strange? Matthew McConaughey. And then I'm going to be like, oh, no, that hurts. Why would that's so good? I feel like that's going to happen. I want to say I pitched Matthew McConaughey as Jonah Hex. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> it's been a while. Anyway. That's our DC. That's our DCEU news. That's our film news. 
for this week. We're going to do a, a TV news episode coming up. But um, before we get to that, we do have a new review on iTunes. And uh, we haven't said no, so we're going to let this one slide. <laughs> but this person has reviewed before, um, and I knew I recognized that name. And I had to look back and went, yeah, what was that? Wait a second. But um, we have never said no. We are saying no now. After this, we're done on that. Uh, for after this, you cannot enter twice. You're free to go and give us more reviews. That's Those fine, are most welcome. But um, those are very welcome. Um, I don't even know if this like replaced the old one. I don't know how that works. But um, you'll be entered into this giveaway. I, I, that's kind of the reason it's a no. Is we we literally don't know how that works and on like a technology level. Yeah. So, but um. This time, but we'll allow it. We'll allow good it. for you for gaming the system. Respect. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, addicting 10100110101010 says, A great podcast for DC lovers. As a fan of all cinematic comic properties, DC and Marvel, sue me. This is a great podcast for DC in general. Comic lovers like great commentary on all properties and very fair and positive in their reviews, especially when they're being critical. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you very much. Very kind words. Uh, I did go back and check. Not the same thing they wrote before. So, you know, I'm glad they felt more love for us and wanted to come back and and share it. Um, Like I said, uh, the giveaway you were addicting addicting binary addicting binary yeah addicting binary you will be entered into giveaway absolutely number three uh so there will be one more we have one more review five star review that needs to come in uh to enter into giveaway number three and we'll pick one out of those ten um after this giveaway though after this week as of you hearing me say this coming out of my mouth so and this is recorded so you can't do anything about it (laughs) Coming back for a second helping of review will not get you into the giveaway. This is a one-time thing. It will get you into our hearts. And there's all sorts of stuff in our hearts. Polish sausages. So you don't necessarily want to be there, but... (laughs) Lots of clogged arteries. Right. But, I mean, you know, who has time for exercise when we have six shows to watch? Goddamn straight. So, (laughs) yeah. Anyway. And counting. um, If you don't know what the giveaway is... Yeah, and counting. If you don't know what the giveaway is, it is you will get a free trade paperback, Blu-ray or DVD of your choice, valued at $15 or less. One in 10 reviews uh, will win. We do it through a random number generator on random.org. And uh, we've had two giveaways. Actually, we just got a picture. Uh, our last giveaway winner, he actually lived, uh, I can't, Brazil maybe? Um, he had to send it to uh, to his uncle in the States, and he finally got his uh, copy of Hush. So I need to put that up on the Facebook page. Awesome. That but, sounds um, convoluted yeah. as fuck, but glad that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and damn That was choice. his request. That was his request as far as, you know, where we sent it, uh, you know. It's easier sometimes. Anyway. Yeah. That's going to do it for our DC Film News episode. We are DC on screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. As far as social media is concerned, you can find us on iTunes. No, not iTunes. Sorry. Twitter <laughs> and Facebook. I'm tired, y'all. I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook. We're on Vero now. Instagram. We're everywhere. Uh, so that's it. Until the DC TV news episode. Keep some DC on your screens. 